the truth express with your conductor erskine who give you the latest on national news politics policies business and government issues Talk about people you admire. Uh, Dr. Marilyn M. Singleton is one. She's an MD. She's a JD, a board-certified anesthesiologist, and Association of American Physicians and Surgeons member. She's an assistant professor of anesthesiology, critical care at Johns Hopkins in Baltimore, or she was. Uh, she earned her legal degree from UC Berkeley Law School, focused on constitutional administrative law, constitutional law. That's why it's all based on the Constitution, and, of course, precedents, uh, but Constitution. She set up planks in El Salvador, ran for political office, I believe, on a libertarian ticket. She taught classes in elder abuse and constitutional law. She taught constitutional law. She understands our topic. Well, she wrote an article called There's More to Death Than COVID-19, but we're going to talk about Physician Sue over the crusade against ivermectin. Marilyn, uh, is, uh, articles are at uh, Marilyn Singleton, uh, DJD.com, and uh, the conservative pundit.net. It's all up at the truthexpress.com, the truthexpress.com. Dr. Singleton, welcome. I sent you this article, and I saw it was absolutely outstanding. Uh, by uh, Raven Claybro, physicians sued the FDA over the crusade against ivermectin. It's nowhere on the news. Are you surprised? No. No, of course not. Anything that would bring out something that we can do for ourselves, that doctors can do for this whole COVID thing, is going to be squashed because they want the government to be the sole arbiter of what you take, when to take it, and they're decide, the government's deciding who gets sick and who gets well. It's I'd like to know where some of these people got their medical degrees because what they're doing is they're destroying the medical profession. They're destroying science. They're destroying truth. And this, we cannot have a government that destroys truth and won't allow vigorous debate. Now, these three very, very brave uh, physicians and Texas sued the FDA uh, for uh, crusade against ivermectin treatment for COVID-19. And I've talked to a lot of doctors, a lot of physicians I know, and I'm not going to give all the names out. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. So I've sent them the article and they've said, we have saved hundreds, if not thousands of lives using ivermectin. Over 250 uh, members of Congress have taken ivermectin and they've taken hydroxychloroquine. Doesn't that tell you something? Good enough for them, not good enough for us. FDA interferes with doctors' ability to practice medicine. HHS Secretary Health and Human Services, uh, Javier Becerra, and FDA Acting Commissioner Robert Khalif are being sued by uh, Borden. represented by Borden Gray and Associates of Washington, D.C. with these doctors' suit. Uh, they want, uh, they acted outside the FDA authority because they're limited to approving drugs and drug labeling. Therefore, they forbid off-label use and the scope of the physician. Now, this is, this is really directly contravening what you went to school for. You're the doctor. You have to be in control. If the FDA allows a drug out, 
you can use it off label. You can use it for whatever they just said uh, what it should be used for and the proper dosage. A few things like that labeling, but you have the right to use it, don't you? Absolutely. And the thing that's so interesting to me is if you go back not too many years, just a few years ago, the FDA had one of their reports about off-label drug use. And right up front, they say how wonderful off-label drug use is and that at least 20%, 20% of all medications prescribed in the United States are off-label use. So there they are, right there in their own report, going on and on about how great it is that these drugs can be used for different things. And we have to remember that many great discoveries occurred because of off-label use. Aspirin for heart attack. I mean, there's so many. There's a big list of things. And this COVID thing has completely turned good common sense, good government on its head, all because there's got to be another agenda, because the agenda certainly is not our good health. The FDA went as far as to put out a booklet why you should not use ivermectin to treat or prevent COVID-19. They had a picture of a doctor and a horse. Uh, in uh, They were in. Uh, insinuate that it's horse medicine but it's been used since 1987 and nobel peace prizes were were given to the two inventors of it in uh 2015 nobel peace prize winning products i mean this is incredible not allowed for your best judgment pharmacies won't even fill prescriptions i mean this is just incredible but doctors have seen breakthrough cases of covid19 the vaccine's ineffective, and they had excellent results after using ivermectin, zinc. They use that, black seed oil, quercetin, vitamin uh, C and D. That was the course that they used. Now, when the uh, stopping use of ivermectin led to hospital stays and death. Now, not only that, but they uh, even a nurse recommended you might want to consider ivermectin to somebody whose uh, wife was dying in a hospital. They tried to get her fired. They're trying to get doctor's licenses for uh, suggesting this. I mean, it's a dangerous situation to be a doctor today. You work all those years and lose your license. They're trying to do all that. This is incredible, isn't it? I've never seen any of this type of pressure being put on physicians in all my life to conform. Well, the thing is, I mean, you use the, the right word, to conform. When you go back to many other movements that want to change a society and government toward right. a socialistic, more collectivist point of view, the doctors are the first to go. And doctors, professors, anyone who might think for themselves, they got to go. And doctors are traditionally free thinkers, so they have to beat that out of us figuratively, hopefully not literally. And uh, unfortunately, it's working that many doctors have just sort of laid back and said, okay, tell me what to do. And it's just so different from how we were trained. But I think part of it is 
more and more doctors are now working for these big systems and they're not in independent practice anymore. Right. And if you're working for somebody, you, you fear for your job. Right. They're working for big uh, health organizations, hospital groups and all of that. Now, uh, one of the things that happened, I got taken off of Twitter. Why? Because it didn't conform with the consensus. You have to conform with the consensus because talking about COVID-19 didn't conform with the consensus and it went against the WHO guidelines. Now, are we now pandering to the WHO? We absolutely are because if they declare a pandemic, they can come in and take over all medicine. This is the last thing that uh, came in. This is horrible. Oh, absolutely. And the thing that's interesting to me, again, is that medicine and science changes all the time. We have so many drugs that they used to say, oh, this is wonderful, and then suddenly it's not wonderful. I mean, but that's okay. Things change. There's so much we don't know about the human body. So that's why medicine used to be this great repository for debate and discussion. And and folks got together and said, oh, you know, I tried this on my patient. It works like a charm. And again, right. that's how so many things were discovered. But now but the, but the other, the other they thing, zipped Dr. our Singleton, lips. All, all patients are different. One drug may work on somebody, may not work on the next person. One drug may work on the next person, not work on you. I mean, it's individual. I mean, that's why it's so important for a a physician who basically uh, has to be a great diagnostician to get to know their patient. That is so important. And for the patient to be honest with their physician. Absolutely. And patients expect that their physician, they know they went to school and were trained and have a body of knowledge that just isn't something they can read on Google or, uh, <laughs> I mean, give me a break. And no, patients I... know this. And this is why patients are hungry to find doctors who can think for themselves and to find independent doctors. Now, you're an anesthesiologist, and that is the most important person in the operating room. People want to interview their surgeons. I always said, interview the the anesthesiologist. They're the ones who take you to the edge of death. They're the ones who bring you back. They are in control of the operating room as the anesthesiologist. It's the most important physician when you're having a surgery. Surgeons, they they're what they do is pretty much standard. Anesthesiologist has to work with the individual. They're the ones who are going to bring you back when they take you to the edge. So I really have a lot of admiration for people like yourself. Should we trust the government with our health care? How has the government performed in the past? In 1920, they poisoned 250,000 Americans during prohibition. They added methanol to industrial alcohol. Many died. Others went blind. That's where they got blind drunk. During uh, Operation Northwoods, the shooting down of an airliner, it was a red flag event, blamed it on Cuba for the Bay of Pigs. Tuskegee uh, syphilis experiment, 1932, 600 black men, 399 were given syphilis, and they didn't treat them all the way through 1972, even though there was a cure. The penicillin treatment uh, 
was found in 1943, and they still didn't treat any of these people. And then you had Dr. Mary's monkey, which was uh, another experiment done with prisoners in Alabama trying to develop a fast-acting cancer so they could get rid of uh, uh, Fidel Castro. With none of these were done with people's consent. You got the BART system where they sprayed nerve gas in the Bay Area rapid transit. Nobody had any consent on that. The government has done a lot of really bad things to us, haven't they? Well, they sure have. And and one of the biggest things that certainly dovetails into our big abortion debate now is forced sterilization, and which went all the way to the Supreme Court. And it was upheld and by the great Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes, the great liberal mind, supposedly. Right. And he decided that forced sterilization was okay. He, and and the people who were being sterilized were so-called feeble-minded. Well, some of the things that were feeble-minded, just if you were homeless, poor, any any <laughs> any kind right. of social misfit, and somebody could define what a social misfit was at will. And it reminds me so much of what's happening now with this disinformation board and all this kind of stuff, is that these defini- definitions change to suit whatever the government's agenda is and or things remain undefined they don't define them that way for sure you never know whether you're in violation or not and it's the Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single goal? Gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800 356 4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800 356 4470 today. You wrote, uh, Dr. Singleton, an article, The Fox Guarding the Herpetarium. In other words, there are a bunch of foxes guarding a bunch of snakes, and that's exactly what we've got. Uh, training more California doctors on abortion. California Future of Abortion Council allows nurse practitioners to f- perform abortions, determine the viability and health of the mother for underserved population. Now, what's an underserved population? I think I know, and I think you know too, right? <laughs> That's right. Blacks, Hispanics, American right. Indians, any any population. And you know, it's isn't it interesting how this is supposedly to help these people. What? Sure, Give them more abortions? That's a help. It, decreasing the population of minority people. 
are they the new undesirables, even though they haven't masked as though, oh, oh, oh we're trying to help you and we want diversity and all this, but we're going to go new in about it, and give Singleton. you substandard care. There's nothing new about being undesirable. It goes back to Margaret Sanger. That's what she wanted to use abortion to limit the black population. She was an absolute complete racist. And that's why it's being used for. And those who don't understand it, they are in a real mistake. They want to decriminalize infanticide, uh, uh, do away with neglect up to one month after birth. So child is born one month after birth. That's not neglect. You can just let them die. And uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, of the pregnancies in New York, in the black population, half of them end in an abortion. If that isn't uh, genocide, I don't know what is. It's genocide. It absolutely is, isn't it? Well, and the problem is it normalizes abortion, where people just look to it and don't think about what the long-term implications are for themselves, not to mention the short-term implication for the baby. And the idea of calling a pregnant person, well, it's a clump of cells when you don't want it, but when you have an ultrasound and you want the baby, then people are saying, oh, look at my baby. It's like, okay, if you choose to have an abortion, at least be honest and look at the whole picture. And I just don't like how it's just assumed in some communities, get pregnant, get an abortion. No options, no nothing, just get an abortion. Well, it's just a clump of cells. What what, what do you think it is? A lawnmower? The fact of the matter is it's a baby. And if you want to get spiritual about it, uh, there are many passages in the Bible where it says, I knew you before you were born. It's a gift from God. It really is. And we ought to be supportive. And if uh, somebody doesn't feel like they can take care of their child, there's such a thing called adoption. I understand it well because I was adopted when I was nine months old. There are things like that. I was very fortunate. I don't think I've been that fortunate today, as would a number of other people. And so it's a it's a blessing. If you can't take care of a child, there are places that can help you and things that you can be done. This this is a genocide, and it is the pure racism of a socialist state to want to get rid of a poor population. Because for goodness sake, they don't deserve to be to have bring more poor people in. They don't bring more poor people in. They bring more possibilities for people. That's what it's about. They're lumping everything right. together. And, and and the thing that that is really bothersome to me is you look at some of the heroes in black history, Hispanic history. These are people who did not start off on the top of the heap. They started off poor and made something of themselves. And you go all the way back to slaves, all the way back to the first black doctor in the 1700s. He started off a slave and became a very well-known doctor. So the idea that the answer, you go into poor neighborhoods and say, okay, you get pregnant, get an abortion, because this baby will never turn out to be anything anyway, and right. just be another poor person and be another burden on society. It's like, no, 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 no. No, and the thing is, you never know what's up.
The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. An article came out called The New Wasteland, COVID-19 Shameful Legacy. What's the legacy of COVID-19? 140,104 businesses temporarily closed. 97,966 permanently closed by September 2020. But more important, typical blanket decrease, and more vulnerable fared the worst. 30% of parents from low-income homes reported their children never logged onto a computer. For virtual schooling. Half of the special needs children received no support. Insurance claims for pediatric mental health visits, as well as teen overdoses, doubled in March and April 2020 compared to the same period in 2019. Adults fell prey to the dangers of lockdown, increase in alcohol sales, use of prescription anti anxiety medicines, domestic violence. In addition, Highway Traffic Safety Administration, 24% increase in traffic deaths. Now, the key on that one, I think, is very interesting, the use of anti-anxiety medicines. 90% of the school shootings included children who were on anti-anxiety meds. Now, when you're looking at that, does the school shooting have to do something with the lockdowns and the anti-anxiety meds that they're putting on? What do you think, Dr. Singleton? I think we have to look at the whole picture of what happened to society over the last couple of years. And, you know, as we talked about before, we have this normalization of sort of a culture of death by making abortions. So what, and don't even think about a baby. So that's kind of in the back of the head is like life means nothing. And so what if that person dies, whether it's a, fetus or not. It's like death becomes easy to swallow. And then you had the lockdowns, kids not going to school, and the people who needed the school the most, of course, were the ones that had no guidance. Again, back to our underserved communities. Those parents weren't computer nerds. They couldn't sit at home in front of the computer and do their job and get paid. They had to go in. They had to go in and work the grocery store or, you know, wash the dishes or do whatever. They were in the service industry. So what was happening to their kids? There was no one watching them. And like you pointed out, the statistic, you know, solid statistic came from the government of these folks who never logged on to the computer. The 
schools gave them the computers, but the kids never logged on. Who knows what they were doing? They had no adult supervision. And for so many of these kids, going to school, it gave them lunch, which might have been their only meal. It gave them coaches and teachers who they could talk to, who might notice that they were having issues, having problems, even their peers. But there's no question that two years of social isolation has left its mark. Over the entire society, because uh, during that time, we've lost lives. We've got shops boarded up. We had the death of common sense, the death of scientific discourse, a medical freedom. We may never regain it. This, is, this has been the most dramatic uh, thing that's ever happened. And it all was unnecessary, wasn't it? Well, and the thing that's interesting, you say that, and when we were saying this, oh, what, a year and a half ago, when it was clear that lockdowns and masks and all this stuff didn't do anything, it was like, oh, you people are crazy, you're conspiracy theorists. Well, now guess what? There's several countries who have put together their data and show that all this stuff made no difference whatsoever. Mm. You wrote an article called The Constitutional Cure for COVID-19. Tell a little bit about that. What's the constitutional cure? Because in uh, the mainstream media, I find a report on toxicity and poor results of Fauci standard of care treatment, remdesivir. Remdesivir tears up the kidneys, doesn't work, and it's very, very expensive. Ivermectin and hydroxy are very cheap. It's all about money, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think more and more people are recognizing this, that it's follow the money, follow the money. And this is this is a big thing is kind of happening under the radar where everybody is worried about COVID. And now they've thrown monkeypox out there that the FDA wants to have more control over vitamins and supplements. And, you know, way back in 1912, when vitamins were discovered, that's when suddenly uh, the powers that be got involved and thought, wait a minute, we can't regulate this. So what do we do? We make sure we come up with a drug for a specific disease and kind of tap down people's use of vitamins. And isn't it odd to you that when COVID first came out, that you didn't hear any, anybody, not like the good old Surgeon General way back when, C. Everett Koop, who would come out and say, first, what I want you to do is get your own good health in order. Take your vitamins, get sunshine, move around, get some exercise. No no, one came out and that. No sunshine. They wanted them inside, Dr. Singleton inside stay away from the sun don't go out stay inside that was the worst place you could be and i think that's why so many of the nursing home people died and again now it's shown that vitamin d if you have good vitamin d levels it improves your outcome with covid and why the older folks they were inside and they didn't go outside and they said don't go outside So it was the exact opposite 
of what people should be doing to maintain their health. And it was like, okay, fine, get sick. Now you can use our drug. And never in my entire medical career or normal human life have any of us ever heard, oh, wait until you turn blue before you call the doctor. Who ever heard anything so stupid? <laughs> right, right. That's that's a little late. Uh, they're uh, halfway into a 40-page WHO report. Uh, new vaccine side effects uh, that people have yet to recover from. We're learning more and more about that. Pfizer hired 2,400 employees to a uh, uh, large increase of adverse events. They didn't want that out. They wanted to keep it quiet for over 75 years. I mean, all of the lies that came out about this so-called vaccine are just legendary. This is going to be unraveling for years and years. Newly released Pfizer documents reveal COVID jab dangers, lots and lots of dangers with it. So this is all coming out. Nobody was on television saying, stay away from ibuprofen. It forms receptor sites. Now they're wanting to give it to children, children. And the fact is, children don't get it. They don't have receptor sites. Where has the science gone, Dr. Singleton? When you look at this, I mean, this, I feel for you. I feel for an honest doctor who's really trying to do the right thing. It's so hard to get the truth out because you've got the whole weight of the government coming down on you with their stories. And it's all about money. Bill Gates made $200 billion in one month. That's insane profit, isn't it? Well, you know, it's fine, you know, let him make what he wants, but not when he's pretending to be the doctor and the keeper of all knowledge and telling everybody to get vaccinated. And since when did Bill Gates become a big public health expert? So, you know, if he wants to make money off of software, fine, let him, but stay out of my medical life. Absolutely. But the amount of money that Pfizer, Moderna, uh, Jensen made off of this, and you've also got the problem where they can't be sued. The drug manufacturers can't be sued uh, because they were given carte blanche on anything having to do with a vaccine. So they cannot be sued. Now, when you talk about constitutional cure for COVID-19, what's the constitutional cure, Dr. Singleton? (laughs) Leave us alone. That's the cure that the Constitution has said that, one, we have the Fourth Amendment. We're supposed to be secure in our own bodies. We have the First Amendment, which says that we have free speech as long as it's not an incitement for danger you know, and killing people and whatnot, bring us back to medicine, law, uh, radio even. I mean, my goodness, to where people can say what they honestly believe and give provisos. This is is what bothers me so much about blocking the, the free speech of doctors is that When doctors talk to a patient, you tell the patient, here's the pros, here's the cons. Right. This is what I think is good for you from what I know about you. You tell me, is there something else I ought to know? You know, do you secretly do drugs? You know, whatever it is that might change your opinion about what to do. Open discussion. 
open discussion is the way that we turn this thing around, get positive, get America back to how it's supposed to be. People used to talk to each other. Now they're afraid to talk to each other because someone might be offended or they'll call them a white supremacist or racist or, right. you know, what, whatever word of the day is supposed to be the nasty word. And But we've got to get the government out with these mandates that are overstepping their bounds, like you began with the ivermectin lawsuit, you know, alleging that the FDA was overstepping its bounds. And then when um, Biden had this push to have um, through, what was it, not workers' comp, you know, what, oh, OSHA, to have the rule that everybody had to get vaccinated. Well, that was blocked because the government, the judge said the government was overstepping its bounds. So there's a clear pattern here of using COVID to increase federal overreach. So we just have to say, forget about COVID. You can't use that as an excuse to and say, oh, we're helping you. And this is the excuse. And we all know once government institutes something or does something, they'll never undo it. Look, Look, I'll give you an example of that. Somebody gets COVID. They still require them to take the jab. Now, this is insanity because you're protected 28 times better, according to the Israeli studies, once you have COVID than just by taking the shot. We also know that the shot doesn't last that long. And we know that uh, having COVID is your best defense about getting it again. And so many people are getting reoccurring. But you can't discuss this. They have made it uh, where if you can't be on Twitter, you can't be on this, that or the other and discuss it when they stifled all discussion. And the other thing that I've noticed is there's one set of rules for the elite and there's another set for everyone else. You've noticed that more and more in this country, haven't you? Absolutely. I just hope that it's starting to change now that we have uh, visible people who are getting problems, even though they don't say it's from the vaccine. Why do we have these young folks? Look at Justin Bieber, who has this palsy of his face, and his wife, who had a stroke. And you wonder, I don't know whether they were vaccinated or not. But I think it would be, since these are people who are in the public eye, it would be a good thing to point out. Is it a secondary effect? Is it not? It could go either way. This is where honesty comes in. I'm willing to have somebody come out and say, oh, no, I avoided the vaccine like the plague and I still got this. Just like they could say, well, I got the vaccine and I got this. But we need to know there's all these young folks dying suddenly. And I mean, at least when uh, sports people started to get the myocarditis and pericarditis, that was a piece of truth that came out in the drug companies had to admit it, that was in the news. They kept on saying it's rare and that you'll recover. Well, how do we know how well you'll recover? You may have some residual effects forever. We don't know that. If you're a pilot of an airplane and you have a uh, myocarditis that have an event, you'll probably not recover. (laughs) I mean, it's uh, a lot of that. And 
the other situation is that uh, you've got the other problem that a lot of the people who are having this uh, are just simply not getting over it because uh, listen to a guy who was a uh, funeral director. He'd done thousands of uh, this and he noticed that all of a sudden a terrific uptick of people who were, he was autopsying who had blood clots, blood clots uh, throughout their body, various places. This is very, very common. The blood clots, which can also cause strokes, can also cause heart attacks. Why did they not tell us that ibuprofen? Why did they not tell us about some of the things that should we should have done instead of all this ridiculous stuff? Was this a, a trial to get rid of some of the older people? Some people have said that. Is that too conspiratorial, Dr. Singleton? Get rid of the older people and people in... Uh, people who are mentally defective. We'll talk about that when we return. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. I'll tell you, this, uh, the thing with the shots gets worse and worse. Your turn, Marilyn, Dr. Singleton, I'm sorry. Oh, what would you like? What do you, would you like to finalize and talk about? Oh, gee, I don't, you know, <laughs> there's so, there's almost so much that it's hard to even, uh, pinpoint. I guess the biggest thing that bothers me is the erosion of the physician-patient relationship. And all these things are plucking at the side to kind of chip away and chip away and make it so either the patient doesn't trust the doctor, the doctor doesn't have any time to spend with the patient to get that trust going. And all of this, this has been going on for a long time. It's been over the years when bit by bit by bit with these large systems, healthcare systems, whoever used to call it that, have taken over the private practice of medicine and patients are starting to get used to it. Medical students are starting to get used to it. And that's my fear. That it's, a, it's, a it's depersonalized. 
It's depersonalizing medicine, which is a very personal event. And they are depersonalizing it. They're making us like robots. Now, the other thing is when I look at this, the biggest uh, failure, the biggest dropout of this COVID has been the truth. We can no longer trust. We knew that we couldn't before, but this has really shown to us. Is there a possibility that this was meant to reduce the population, as so many of the elites said they wanted to do? Well, it well could. And let's face it, this kind of comes along with we hear all these numbers about Medicare's running out of money and uh, Medicaid, you know, is the one paying for nursing homes. It's hard not to think that you want to get rid of the people who are consuming all the healthcare dollars. And there's been this statistic, it's been out for years, that half of the healthcare dollars are spent in the last few months of life, the last three, four months of life. So if you whittle that last three or four months down to a week, look at all the money you've saved. And when you have people like Ezekiel Emanuel who supposedly is an ethics advisor saying that, you know, he personally wants to be let go at the age of 75 and, you know, fine if that's what he wants to do, but don't impose that on the rest of us. There's that mindset that older people are useless. So get over it. Get rid of them. Well, has anybody told Joe Biden that? <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is that people are not expendable and uh, we are all individuals we are not part of a collective this is another thing that they push is the collective we're all individuals we all are separate as a physician you know that parts are interchangeable with some people but i'll tell you We're all individuals. We all have different problems. We all have different things that we relate to physically as well as mentally and emotionally. This is what makes it interesting is that we're all individuals. Never forget that. God, God, even of all the people in the universe, no two people have the same fingerprint, even identical twins. That shows you how important we are. That's right. That's right. But You hit the nail on the head. We're all individuals, but that's exactly what they're trying to take out of this and make us all the same. Two attributes of socialism is collectivism, and the other is redistribution of wealth. They're doing both. That's right, and and it's hitting us right in the face. But the biggest thing that you hope your listeners get out of all this is be awake to it. Be aware that this is going on. Your your life depends benign. on your life. Your life literally depends on it, doesn't it, Doctor Singleton? It does, and so pay attention. Don't think you're crazy. If you think somebody is denying you care, speak up, speak out, and say, "Now wait a minute." And something I used to tell patients that when Jimmy Carter was in the news with his melanoma, this man is in his 90s, and he had the full court press for his metastatic uh, uh, melanoma cancer. And I just say, you tell your doctor to do the same treatment they did to Jimmy Carter. That's how you want to be treated, not like a second-class citizen. Right. And the fact is, we're all important. And this this is something that we need to realize. 
but uh, I think a lot of people have awakened. Thank you, Dr. Singleton. God bless you for all you're doing. All aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs operated five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today. All aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. Oh, are we lucky to have Eric J. Caron with us. He's a former U.S. diplomat, U.S. special agent, 25 years, successfully conducted and managed covert operations relating to national security, transnational crime, and money laundering. That's why I was in Dubai. That No longer is it in Switzerland. The money laundering capital of the world is Dubai. The dirty money is all going through Dubai. He's held senior positions with Homeland Security, Interpol. He received U.S. Attorney General's Award for his endeavors in furthering the interest of U.S. national security. He successfully initiated and managed covert operations that identified and disrupted international weapons of mass destruction, proliferation networks, terrorism, terror financing, transnational crime networks involved in drug smuggling, human trafficking, intellectual property rights, author of Switched On, the heart and mind of a special agent. We all need to be switched on. There are three things that guide Eric Caron, family, country, and God. We're a nation of laws, not of men. Uh, No men... Uh, or institution is above the law. That's what he believes. That's where we should be. The book Switched On is the best book I have read because it is almost a continuation of a book that came out years and years and years ago by the most decorated warrior of World War One. His name was General Smedley Butler. Now, General Butler was the most decorated uh, soldier of World War One. And he wrote this book that only he could have written. It was called War is a Racket. He, this today, Eric Corona has taken it above that. And he's gotten into how that we are buying and paying off people. The corruption that happens when we give money to these dictators and these leaders of countries, especially Afghanistan and places like that, where they just put the money in their pocket. It's incredible, isn't it, Eric? Well, sir, what an honor to be on with you, and, and, and I thank you for the opportunity to come back on and share some, some valuable, I think, information that most people are unaware of that's happening all around them. So thank you for the opportunity, and thank you for what you do every day, sir. Well, one of the things that I wanted to talk about that I found to be most uh, significant is the money we're giving to the Ukraine. And, uh, Ron Boat, who is my uh, webmaster, wrote an article that you have up on your website, which uh, is switchedonlife.com. And this was an article about the Ukraine, and you had a lot to say about that. And I found that to be absolutely uh, eye-opening. 
the U.S. government, along with G7 nations, failed the people of the Ukraine, failed the people of the Ukraine. It's clear, and the and Europe, it's clear that the world leaders all knew that Putin had invasion plans, but all were timid and inept to intervene in any way. Evident to me that each had their own political agenda, and now the rest of the world will suffer for years to come. America's, globally, America's credibility is lost. Our adversaries are getting ready to advance as well. Uh, this is, are we on the verge of World War III? And we may be because what's happened is they have, uh, our credibility has been lost. When you have President Biden, they're not accepting his phone calls even. He's begging yep. the uh, Iranians for oil. He's begging the Venezuelans for oil. This is a totally preventable situation begging them and you've got he, no even north korea kim jong-un will not answer his calls he's not having his calls answered by britain by russia by iran no world leader is answering the calls of the president of the united states because they feel like he's inept they feel like he's totally inept and when he went yeah. to the ukraine at that one point with the hunter biden he told uh he told the uh, person you get rid of that prosecutor or you don't get your money well saba b by the end of the day, uh, they got rid of him. Now, is this the way we conduct our policy? I mean, when you listen to his speeches, it's like grandpa on the lawn yelling, get off my grass. I mean, he's gotten really weird, weirder than yes. weird. And the yes, world leaders see this. Go ahead. Your turn. Yeah, they, they do. And um, we've become, and unfortunately, we've become somewhat like a, a Venezuela. Uh, and, 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 a, and a nation really obsessed with crime these days. And it, it's staggering to me in the short, what, year, almost year and a half, uh, right. where, where we've come uh, in this year and a half. You know, our, our, record- prestige, our prestige in the world has dropped. It has absolutely dropped. We've become a joke. That's what yeah. the, they want our money, but we've become a joke when we're begging hat in hand for Iran to give us oil, for Venezuela to give us oil. I mean, when we were energy independent and we could have had the XL pipeline, 860,000 barrels a day could have been right here. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, my opinion here is is that, you know, what's happening with Ukraine is, 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 of course, a travesty. And, you know, any any president, and I think if, if President Trump was in, in that Oval Office, he would have told both leaders, let's get together and we'll do whatever it takes to prevent war. Um, Absolutely. And, and you and, wouldn't have had it because Putin was afraid. He knew that if they'd gone into uh, Ukraine, uh, Trump wouldn't have stood by and let it happen. And now we've got the other problem that nobody's talking about. It's a 900-pound gorilla, and that's the Chinese threatening Taiwan and the semiconductors. Taiwan makes 60% of the semiconductors. It could drop production to its knees if they took over Taiwan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so there's multiple issues going on, multiple national security issues. And and this president can't walk and chew gum at the same time. That's the problem. Trump, you know, say what you want about president Trump, but he could walk and chew gum at the same time. He put on. He put in 15, 15 hour days, probably every day. He he burned right. the midnight oil, as we say. That that second that was a second or third floor light was always on, uh, and 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 he was working it. 
Uh, this president is in bed by whatever seven seven o'clock, if that, and, and, and if we're lucky. Um, you know, there there are real dangers in this world. You've mentioned some of them, uh, of course, Ukraine and Russia. But again, you know, we're not talking about Africa. You know, we have the Muslim extremists throughout Africa uh, raining terror down in the Congo and Sudan, and they want to take over Africa. And our eyes are off the ball because we're so distracted with this political BS that's going on right now in Washington that I'm very concerned that another 9-11 attack, but on a much grander scale, will will occur. Um, we well, let me forget- wait, wait just a second, Eric. How about all the people coming in across an open border, setting up sleeper cells in this country? It's going on. Make no yes, mistake about it. It's going on. I'm not being a conspiratorial uh, no. idiot, but this is happening. They've had people yeah. from Africa. They've had people from the Middle East. They've had people from everywhere coming across. Now, a couple of years ago, they only had the Mexicans. A few Mexicans were coming across, and they had the border pretty secure. Now, yeah. the border's wide open, and they've got people from all over the world, and they all, right. all, all aren't coming for a better life. I can guarantee you that. No, no. I mean, listen, we know that there are terrorists who uh, I know, I mean, I did it for 25 years, who who come through that southern border. And we're talk- we, we can't forget the northern border. Um, that northern right. border is wide open. And, um, of course, bad guys go where it's soft. Uh, we know that. Uh, history's shown that. Um, they don't want to get caught. And so the northern border is, is, is much more vulnerable right now. Uh, we know that uh, agents throughout the U.S. are being rushed to the southern border, but no one's paying attention to the northern border. In addition, we already know that Joe Biden brought in Afghan suspect terrorists when, right. you know, he, he's got them right now at military bases, and some of them have left and escaped the military bases, and we don't know where now, they're at. Now, didn't a lot of the 9-11 terrorists come in through the northern border? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we've had, I mean, you, you forget the Seattle, remember the Seattle uh, two, the Millennium attack that was right. prevented? Um, that was through uh, the northern border. Um, I, I, we know, I know, you know, that northern border on the, on the east side is, has been exploited by international criminals and terrorists um, right. quite a bit, actually. But it doesn't get the play that the southern border is getting um, for, for political reasons, but we, we have to understand, if I may say, that the number one priority of our elected officials is to keep our butts safe. Our government failed us on 9-11, and it's failing us again. We have a Department of Homeland Insecurity, and it pains right. me to say that. It pains well, me to well, say Eric, that. Well, Eric, Marcus said the southern border is secure. I heard him. He said it's absolutely secure. The man should be kicked out of office. He is just uh, lies to Congress, lies to the people about it. Well, it isn't you're secure. Asked, listen, listen, I mean, there's a lot. If, if Congress is controlled, it's taken over this November. Impeachment should be hearing should be held for for, you know, President Biden for for what he's doing to this nation right now relating to the nat, you know, national security threat right. that he's causing by opening the border. I mean, how do you look in the mirror? Knowing that each and every day in America, U.S. citizens are being killed and murdered across this nation by illegal aliens that should not be here. And, right. and he, he, is, he is causing that. He needs to be impeached along with several other people in his administration. But Joe Biden needs to be impeached 
Never mind the whole Hunter Biden scandal and the play pay for play scandal that he he's basically our president, if I may say so, is basically an unindicted co-conspirator. Now, you also uh, let me talk about something you talked about. Money alone cannot purchase peace in Afghanistan. We were giving money to a crime syndicate masquerading as a government and it's pervasive corruption in Afghanistan. In other words, we were just throwing money away. Now, we're doing that with so many of these places. I wonder about the billions that we gave to Afghanistan uh, when you give so much money away. And this uh, is just incredible. You are giving it away to crime cartels in many cases rather than governments. It's not getting to help the people. Nobody can tell you where the money's gone. Nobody can tell you what it's being used for. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, I, I, I served in the Middle East for several years. Uh, I spent a little time in Afghanistan uh, conducting some training for the Afghan uh, government uh, officials in the area of money, anti-money laundering. Um, and, and you know what? It's funny. During, during one of the training sessions, I, in fact, had a senior customs official get up in front of everybody. And I, and, I, and I applauded him for having the courage to do so. He got up in front of everybody and said, listen, you're not, we get what you're saying. It's not us. It's the people at the very top that right. are involved in corruption. Right. The customs the officials, the customs people, the border guards, they want to do what's right. They really do. Most, they believe yes, in the country. Yes. It's those on the top who don't. You said the U.S. has a f- fueled corruption. We've got yep. a pact of Iran, Pakistan, Afghanistan, yep. the Taliban there. New World War Three alliance with the U.S. Uh, weapons, and we're in the crosshairs of our own weapons. Yeah. Well, you know, um, beware of the military-industrial complex, right? Right. And, and 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 so that was going on. That was, in fact, going on in, in Afghanistan. You know, contractors were making billions of dollars. Right. Uh, and, 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 and then the other thing is, you know, the administration basically oversold it, oversold what was going on. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single goal? Gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. I talked uh, a while back with the commander of Bagram Air Force Base. One of the things that he said was, number one, we should have gotten the people out before we took the military out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially uh, with Bagram, they should have never left that place with all the weaponry still there. 
billions of dollars in weaponry. Number two, we should have flown them out of Bagram instead of Kandahar. It was much easier to protect, and they had two runways, and it would have been safer for everyone. And they had to identify the people we wanted to get out while we could and while they were being protected. Now, we never had anybody killed under Trump uh, for the last period. He said, you you caused one person to die and all hell will rain upon you. Well, we didn't have that. Uh, Biden was letting people out and doing this, that, and the other with no preconceptions, no nothing. We're just going to leave. Goodbye. I mean, this was the most inept thing I've ever seen. And there are still people over there, our assets who are still there. They didn't vet the people who came out. We had people who should have never come out of Afghanistan. We had people who should have come out. This was the most botched uh, thing I have ever seen. Talk about no man left behind. They left friends of ours behind. We don't do that as a country. We don't leave friends behind, do we? No, we don't. And you know what? This will have ramifications for, for decades to come. People in well, Europe, why would you trust or work with the U.S. if they're le- you're leaving your friends behind? Thank you. Yes, exactly. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's atrocious. You know, the, we had the president, of course, that you know, was on the CIA payroll, um, and he was the biggest problem, uh, along with his brothers uh, and, and other warlords were on the CIA payroll. Pay, uh, pay scale here, if you if you know what I mean, and um, we turned the blind eye to it, um, and, and here we are. Um, Afghanistan is now a country controlled by terrorists. We have a country, right, right. Controlled well, of by course it terrorists. is. The Taliban were our terrorists, and like you say, they formed a coalition with uh, Iran, yes. Pakistan, Afghan yep. Taliban, and that's an alliance yep. against the U.S. and it's stronger than ever. It is. And so now, you know, um, it, it's a platform that will be used for training and for planning and for executing terrorist uh, plans, not just in America, but worldwide. I mean, we think, you know, because of globalization, globalization is great, but, you know, in some respects, but, you know, because we can get cheap genes from China, but bad guys, including terrorists, will exploit what I call the three T's, sir, trade, travel, and telecommunications, the three T's. They will right. exploit it, and they will exploit our freedoms for their advantages, for their criminal advantages, for their, uh, for their terrorist ideology. And so that's why we need security at our borders. Um, we, you know, we need security within our borders, too, because we're not prepared for anything like that to happen here. We are no, way too open. No, no, we are. And God, you know, you know, it's a one two punch. Not only do we have an open border uh, into this country for criminals and, and terrorists to enter, we, we've deballed, if you will, our police departments throughout America. And we're playing what I call, oper- you know, I call it Operation Russian Roulette with our lives. Our politicians right. are playing right. Russian Roulette with our lives by by basically you know, disrespecting and, 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 and demonizing the men and women of law enforcement. And then we're, we're, we're praising BLM and other Antifa groups and other groups. And so that's why we have over 1,500 police officers in New York City alone have retired or left the department to date so far. 1,500 plus 
have left the NYPD. And so what's right. happening across America is that murder rate is skyrocketing, crime is skyrocketing, politicians are not supporting the men and women of law enforcement. They're leaving the job. And I asked the question, who is going to fill the void? Will police departments, police chiefs be forced to hire? They've already lowered standards throughout America, believe it or not. Will they be hired, be forced to hire BLM? The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Go up to Eric Caron's website, switchedonlife.com, switchedonlife.com. It's at truthexpressradio.com, where all the shows are archived 24-7. And his book, Switched On, The uh, Heart and Soul of a Special Agent. We need to be, not special agents, but we need to be switched on, awake and turned on, and understand what's going on. Now, big question for you, Eric, since this is where you operated. we dropped bales of money on the tarmac in Iran under the Obama administration. Iran had a, we had a nuclear deal with Iran. We knew it wasn't going to work. Anybody with any intelligence would know that. The people will yep. cheat about it. Now they've shut off 27 of their cameras yep. meant to verify the treaty. Now, you're not hearing that on the news anywhere. I know you're up on that. Not hearing yep. it on the news anywhere. How big a danger is Iran right now with that? In other words, they are ready to produce, in my opinion, a nuclear yep. weapons. Well, sir, you know, we as Americans, you know, so many of us have short term memory. I mean, we forget the the hostage crisis, right? We right. forget the deaths that the Iranian government is responsible for in the IED attacks in Afghanistan and, and right. in Iraq. And we forget the the other attacks in Lebanon that, you know, cost the, the lives of hundreds of, of Marines that, uh, that the Iranians are responsible for. They are country hell-bent on destroying Israel. They want to destroy Israel, and they want to destroy America as well. Under, under had- Donald Trump, we had Iran on the ropes because they were economically failing, and it looked like there could have been overtaking a change of the guard in Iran. But all that tra- changed under Biden. Correct. Correct. And, you know, they have there's a proxy war going on throughout throughout the Middle East that we again, many people don't follow. But I do. I mean, we forget Syria. We forget Iraq. We forget Yemen. We you know, and, and the list goes on and on and on throughout Africa as well. 
that the Iranians are, are heavily involved in many conflicts throughout the world, uh, and, and we are the great Satan. Um, and so, yes, they want nuclear weapons. They're, they've been trying to get nuclear weapons and the missile technology that they need as well. Um, it's, it's not going away. They, they, they want it. And, you know, I can tell you from serving in the Middle East, the countries around uh, Iran, such as the UAE, Saudi, Oman, they are deathly afraid of and, Iran. And, Sy- and Syria, all these countries, this is what they made. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. And they were very smart to put to, this together, President Trump did, where there was an alliance against Iran, and they all uh, were supporting Israel because Israel was the one country that could support them in case Iran really started a nuclear war or something of that nature. So this yeah. was an incredible, the Abraham Accords that was set up. All that's falling apart now. It is, it is. And so we, 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 we're in a, <laughs> we're in a very difficult situation. I mean, in that, in that huh. there, there are terror, terrorists here in America as I speak. And that's not hyperbole. I mean, we know there are cells. I know there are cells here uh, planning to attack us um, throughout America. Uh, And thank God for the Joint Terrorism Task Forces that I used to work with around the U.S. and throughout the globe that are keeping these people, these bad guys, if you will, at bay. Um, And it is a cat and mouse game. And, you know, the first thing we're going to hear when there, when well, with, there is with 18,000 people coming in, how do you do it? It's too many. We are being overwhelmed. Right. Right. I mean, and so and so we have limited resources at the federal, state and local level. As far as law right. enforcement, we have limited resources. And you're right. We're doing the best we can under the rules that we have to play by. Um, you, you've seen the Border Patrol uh, officers who are being crucified on horseback now for wow. uh, trying to apprehend and deter illegal aliens from crossing into the border that we don't know who they are. But now they're being perse- persecuted by the administration for supposedly whipping them or words to that effect. And so so we, we're fighting this war on terror right now with one hand, if you will, behind our back. And that's why we're more vulnerable than ever to an attack here in America. And the first thing our politicians are going to say is, how did this happen? How? Right. Why did this happen? Well, they just need to look at themselves in the mirror uh, because, because they're not getting the funding they're needed or the, 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 the support they're needed. It's all smoke and mirror support. You know, Joe Biden will come out and say, I support the men and women of law enforcement. Well, not really. <laughs> not no. really. He, does, he doesn't support them at all. I want to get to one other thing, because if we don't, we're going to run out of time. You wrote an article in March 9th of 2022, March 9th. The Texas school shooting was three months later. Empty chairs. Why America failed our students. Present yeah. school attacks. We need a left of boom program. 2019, yeah. 2020, uh, 75 school shootings, 32 deaths, 88 injuries, mostly high school. Schools concentrate in deterring and responding. That's, that's shutting the barn door after the horse is out. We need yeah. common values. We need tolerance, social context, respect yeah. for authority, criminal justice system. We need, uh, we've got a problem. 
the America's godless, fatherless. The society yep. equals uh, violence when you're godless and fatherless. Family was dismantled. When the families were together, they had a mother and father. Uh, now who they got to look to? The drug dealers? I mean, who do you have to look to for most of the kids? We need to prevent the shootings, not respond. Let's understand mm-hmm. that. Prevent them, not respond. And that's going to take a lot. you got to teach the children about hygiene, finance, how to volunteer, yep. wellness, communication, safety, etiquette, morals, and I think values. If we have lost yep. our value system, we've got to get our Judeo-Christian value system back. If we lose that, we've lost our reason to exist as a country, and we've lost a generation of children. Yes, sir. Amen. And, you know, we don't need more gun laws. We have no, no, <laughs> hundreds of laws at the at the state level, at the federal level. You know, I did I did, you know, gang bangers on the streets and looking, you know, working with ATF and and going after. Uh, we need morality. Know, we need values. We don't need more gun laws. We need common sense. We need people yep. to be able to feel like they're loved and that they are important. All this is what we need in the country, not gun laws. They're going to get guns one way or another. And yes, uh sir. I feel very sorry for a lot of the people in some of the ghettos, some of the especially black and Hispanic who can't get guns, who need it. Because uh, some some cases, a lot of the, a lot of the people in those neighborhoods need guns just to protect themselves from the gangbangers out there. 1,300 1, people have been shot or wounded in Chicago alone today, as of today. 1,300. Okay, oh. there's been 200 and almost two, 283 homicides to date in Chicago. Oh. There's, there's a shooting every almost three minutes in Chicago. Listen to Chicago PD when you have nothing better to do on a Friday night about midnight, and all you hear is shots fired, shots fired. Chicago wow. is a war zone. Chicago and mostly Philly, Baltimore, and other cities throughout America are war zones. We don't we don't have to we don't have to trek into those communities. But we ask the men and women of law enforcement to go in to those communities and do it with one hand behind their back. And then when they when they make maybe a mistake, we want to crucify them and prosecute them. And that's we're becoming why we, a third world country with the violence, aren't we? We are, and that's why men and women are leaving the job. And we need to stand up, America, support the men and women of law enforcement, uh, or they will continue to take off the uniform. And again, who's going to replace them is the question. And I say there's going to be BLM and known Antifa members in right. uniform before we know it. Drug dealers and everything else, uh, human trafficking, it's all there. Uh, the other thing you recommend is uh, to evaluate uh, children three three times a year or as needed for mental yep. health threats of uh, violence to themselves and to others now you wrote this two months before uh the texas yep. shooting this would have made a difference in the texas shooting the other thing is we need to quit putting children on anti-anxiety medicines 90 percent of the shootings uh that have occurred in the schools the children have been on anti-anxiety method medicines. It makes them more hostile, more violent. It says so in the literature. It doesn't do any good. Dr. Amen. Simone had a five-point program, and that was a part of it, was anti-anxiety medicines. Combine that with your program, which yep. is uh, really absolutely superb. When I read this, Empty Chairs, Why Americans Failed Our Students, and then I saw you wrote it in March, 
Eric, this is the answer. This needs to be in the hands of every representative, everybody in Congress. This is the answer because they they want to come up with guns and they want to come up with AR-15, debate all this. When you've got the answer, you've got to get to the individual child before it's too late. And they knew about this kid in Texas. They knew he was a danger. They had to could have got to him if they had followed your recommendation instead of coming up with the easy recommendation, which is the guns. They just want to get guns out of our hands. And we've got a second amendment right to that. That's right. You know, it's been said, you know, uh, guns, guns don't kill people. People kill people. And that's why in the UK, there's such a problem with knives in the UK. People are dying in the UK by at the hands of knives. So what, you know, and, and the other thing is, is that we've spent, we, our government spent billions of dollars on hardening our schools, bulletproof right. glass and, right. and, and locks and doors. And some of it is common sense and some of it you'll need it, but not to the extent um, we're spending in, in, it's in spending billions of dollars. That money could be spent on additional uh, psychologists and counselors. And, and if I say left the boom um, initiatives, because it's too late because I don't care. Look at the White House. You know, just pick up the, look, look at the White House. I did many protection assignments with the Secret Service. And as much as we protect the president and harden the White House, we still have intruders into the White House. Right. And, and so and so what I'm saying is that we need to invest in our children. And, and you know, and, and, you know, and I know, especially in our inner cities, you know, most kids do not have a parent. don't have a mom or dad at home. And so as adults in our schools, we need to do a better job identifying these, these children sooner rather than later. And, and, let me, and, let and, me quote, let me quote yeah. from your article, if I may. Yeah. We all must be switched on to identity, sudden changes of behavior in all children and be prepared to take action at a moment's notice to prevent or thwart school attacks the new holistic student wellness safety standards need to be implemented now and in the current school safety facade throughout America. All too often, the hallmark signs of planned attack are missed, causing unbelievable heartbreak. As a nation, we have focused on responding to school shootings. It's all too little too late. We need to focus on students' mental health and create and promote a safe school climate. Amen. Amen, man. Amen. And I, I, I you know what? It's what? not, it's not rocket science, Eric. No, this is, no. this is what, this is just common sense. Have we lost all common sense in this country? Yeah. Yeah, we, we have. And, you know, left and, and left, hard left, hard right. You know, people would pick that, my article apart, actually. Um, I, you know, I actually had somebody say to me, Eric, well, that article looks like you're, you want the kids, you're asking kids to, to uh, inform on their parents. And no, we can't trust no, our, no. Nothing <laughs> like that in the article. Nothing. I know, I know. I actually had somebody say that. Who It was, it was a magazine, uh, I'll say right, right of center magazine, who, who refused to run the article. Because they said, well, we can't trust school officials, and they're going to interrogate our children. I'm like, you missed the point. This is not You're not about- trusting school officials. This is to find out if you have warning signs with the yes. children. It's for the children's benefit, and it's for all of society's benefit. Amen. And it's it's it, it's not just 
it's a board, if you will. It's, 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 you know, somebody, this file, if you will. And you're not, you're not necessarily interviewing kids every day or no, you know, you're no. looking you at say, the file. You say, you say three times a year, unless you find yeah. something really important because children will give off warning signs. Hey, Absolutely. if you play poker, you know what a tell is. They'll give tells, don't they? Actually, actually. So, you know what? I, at 15 years old, sir, I was a good student. I was an athlete. And guess what happened? My father died. And guess what? I fell off. I fell off the cliff and I started, you know, acting out and I started and guess what? The A student became a C student and I became uh, drinking too much. You know what? Eric, same thing happened to me. My father died when I was 14. I had to take over the family and everything else. And it happens. You fall apart in school. I mean, your rock who's always there for you is gone. Your role model is gone. And uh, other kids, they have a father-son meeting. So your father's not there. It's, re- right. it's really tough on us, man. If you haven't had it happen, I pray it doesn't happen to others. But when it does, I know exactly where you're coming from. My father is my best buddy. There you go. And my hero is my Marine Corps father. And he taught me everything I needed to know in my life. And that was strength in the mind through education. It's a ticket to life's party. Strength in right. the soul through faith. You're going to need it on those crazy, lonely days and strengthen the, the body and squeeze you and exercise. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single goal? Gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. We all need to be switched on. Get a copy of Switched On. It's more than the heart and mind of a special agent. There's a lot in there telling us what we need to do. It's an awakening. It's a call to arms. It's a call to awaken. Not to take up arms, but to awaken. And this is what we need in America. We need to awaken spiritually. We need to awaken morally. And we need to get our value system straight again. That's what we really need in this country to get us uh, straight now the drug smuggling and human trafficking this is uh coming across here to america in such uh abundance the fentanyl deaths 18 to 45 leading cause of death in of americans is fentanyl they're bringing in enough to kill every american almost every month this is incredible what's going on and you've got the human trafficking there's they're humanitarian reasons for having the border open no this is human trafficking i think it's all by purpose and all by design they want the drugs they want the human trafficking it's almost like they want to destroy america dare i say it yes (laughs) 
Well, I mean, the proof is in the pudding, right? What, what have we right. seen over the course of the last year? Again, we've, we've asked the men and women in law enforcement to, uh, to do a job that, you know, like they're superheroes, and they're not. And occasionally, occasionally they'll make they a can't, mistake. They can't. They're tying their hands. They're, not, they're leaving the border open. They're not finishing the wall. They're not putting enough agents there. They're uh, j- uh, chastising the agents because they're on a horse. I mean, right, it's right. one thing after another, Eric. I mean, how do you function under that type of situation? We've got that you one don't. guy who went down to save two people and ended, risked his own life and died from the uh, Texas. Um, and yep. both of them were carrying drugs, but he risked his life to save them. This is the sort of people we have in America. This is a border guard who should be uh, admired and looked on. But look at look at he should have never had to have been placed in that position. No, you're you're absolutely right. And and you know, people have to understand crime doesn't stop at the border, right? No, so, no. So and they're flying to- the people all over the country. So it's going this is endemic. It's like cancer going throughout the country. How do you get you them go. out after they're here? That's right. And 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 some of these children are not children. We know fairly recently a twenty one year old at a high school, you know. A child, illegal alien, attending a high school at 21. We know that there's been gangbangers in our high schools in Northern Virginia and Maryland who've committed homicides uh, who were illegal aliens, you know, and they weren't children. They were 18, 19, 21 years old. And so we and they're they're recruiting, they're recruiting others. Uh, Now, Trump uh, tried to get MS-13 out, but they're back bigger than ever. And all they these are. Other they gangs. are. Right. They are. And, you know, and, and, you know, you mentioned human trafficking. There's so much to talk about uh, relating to human trafficking. But, you know, I just returned from Central uh, Africa. And, right. uh, and and I can tell you what I can tell you is that the, the human trafficking that is going on there is, you know, unbelievable because we're not just talking about humans. We're talking about organ harvesting uh and, and 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 children being exploited and sent to to the uk and other countries for witchcraft purposes for blood oh my um, god and, satanism and, and, that's going and all on, that right and that's going on today um and, and, and you know we I, I can tell you in uganda and tanzania and kenya the human trafficking to the middle east uh is is off the charts the thousands of women being trafficked every day to the Middle East, and some of them are going to uh, unknowingly uh, to go and get their organs harvested, unfortunately, and they're being, uh, and some of them are dying because the liver and kidneys are being taken. Um, oh, wow. And so that 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 is happening here as well. Um, you know, in, in a lot of the Muslim countries, slavery is still legal. So when people talk about slavery and reparations yep. for something 1860s, it's still legal in a lot of the Muslim countries. It is. It is. And uh, we know, uh, you know, the history of slavery, um, you know, it stems from the Middle East. And, um, you know, I, I, I and they still concerned. a friend of mine went back and they had a parade for the uh, people and the uh, people who were honored were the old slave traders. She said, I don't care how I got to this country. I'm glad I'm not there. Because right. she said in the parade where they wore the top hat, she said, who were they? They were the slaveholders' family. People who yeah. sold people into slavery. Yeah. Well, you know, this country, our country, America, is the finest 
country in the world. If we can keep it, if we can keep it. Yeah, you're right. If we can keep it, sir. We've got to get back to our value system. We've got to get back to our morality and family. God bless you, Harry. All aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs operated five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today. All aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who give you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. I'd like to thank everyone uh, for going up to Truth Express Radio, where all the shows are archived 24-7, or to your favorite podcast. And thank you to all the stations which broadcast this, Mojo Five O and our friends in Nevada, all the people across the country from coast to coast. Uh, we had Dr. Marilyn Singleton on talking about the COVID and the lies that we've been told. Eric Corona on talking about so much with switched on the heart and mind of a special agent. And now Dr. Michael Bussler, PhD, professor, economist, columnist. His articles have appeared in Community Digital News, Medium, uh, Washington Times, Newsmax, Townhall.com, American Thinker, Life Scene, and Real Clear Politics. We're going to discuss his latest article, Inflation Soars to 8.6%, and the worst is yet to come. You can get that article at Newsmax.com. All of his articles also are at Townhall.com. May, the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, was up 1%. This is the highest rate in 40 years. We've got a president who's telling us, everything's okay. I'm doing really good. I'm doing a great job. Yeah, just fill up your tank. You'll see how good a job he's doing. Interest rates, the Federal Reserve's talking 75 to 100 basis points. That's a three-quarter percent to a one-one percent uh, increase in uh, rates, loan rates. And what's that going to do? We'll have to ask Dr. Bustler. What's that going to do, the interest rate increase? I don't think anytime you add more cost, it's going to slow down the housing market, but it's also going to make it harder to borrow money. And this is going to be nothing for inflation, I don't think. Do you? Well, so here's what happened. Uh, the Federal Reserve raised rates uh, 75 basis points today. Um, and that's after a rate uh, 25% basis points in March and 50 uh, basis points in uh, April. So, too much, uh, too late. Too much, too late. I think. Right. Uh, it is way too late. Frankly, it's it's not enough. So why do I say that? Um, one of the reasons we have so much inflation is they've expanded the money supply too rapidly, and they've kept inflation uh, interest rates near zero for way too long. So how does that cause inflation? Well, you take a look at uh, housing market. Um, at the beginning of last year, you could get a mortgage in the house to buy a house for two and a half percent. Right. In addition, in addition, the federal government handed out all this free money to everybody in the stimulus bill. So, 
a lot of people said, look, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't necessarily going to buy a house this year, but if I can get a 2.5% mortgage, I'm going to consider buying a house. So, so many people decided to do that. There was so much demand in the housing market that housing prices soared in the last two years. Right. Same thing happened in the automobile market. You can get an automobile loan essentially for 0%. People went to buy automobiles. That excess demand pulled up car prices. So what is the Fed trying to do? They're trying to take excess demand out of the market. And how will they do that? They'll raise interest rates. Mortgage rates are now approaching 6%. They'll be about 8% by the end of the year. You're going to hear a lot of people say, well, it's 6 8%. I can't afford to buy a house. I'm going to drop out of the market. And that's exactly what they want to do. They want to have a lot of people drop out of the market to take out the excess demand in the uh, economy, and that will tend to stabilize uh, housing prices and all prices. Because as interest rates go up, all credit becomes more expensive. People say, well, I'm not going to use my credit card to buy things because now the credit's expensive. So that will cut down demand and reduce inflation is what their goal is. So they're going to have to continue to raise rates significantly more and number of times before the end of the year. Now, you wrote an article, easy to understand explanation for inflation. This should be in the hands of every bureaucrat in Washington. They obviously don't understand it. Uh, You say very simply, inflation's at a four-year high. Inflation has prices rising and demand is greater than supply. Is that basically inflation? That's basically what it is. So why is there so much demand and why is there not enough supply? There are four basic reasons for it. One, President Biden declared war on fossil fuels. He wanted to restrict the supply of fossil fuels, which drove energy prices up. Uh, He canceled the Keystone Pipeline. He can't drill on federal lands anymore. Um, You can't drill in Anwar province and other areas of Alaska made the permitting process more expensive and convinced banks not to lend to the petroleum industry because there's no long-term future. That restricted the supply of energy, drove prices up. So not only do we pay more for gasoline, heating oil, et cetera, but uh, companies have to pay more for energy to produce products that drives up their costs. They have to recover that in the price. Secondly, President Biden um, paid people not to to work. He increased their unemployment compensation, gave more generous welfare, um, gave uh, daycare payments to to people. So by giving out free money, people were less inclined to to work. As a result of that, for business to bring people back to work, they have to raise wages significantly. They say, well, that's good for workers, and it is but it drives up labor costs for business. So now they have energy costs going up, labor costs going up. That puts upward pressure on prices. That tends to reduce the supply. The real causes of inflation are excess demand. Why do we have that? The federal government in the last two years spent nearly $6 trillion more than they brought in in tax revenue. On a $22, $23 trillion economy, That's pure inflation. And fourth reason, um, the Federal Reserve kept interest rates near zero and continued to vastly expand the money supply when they knew inflation was a a problem. They should have raised interest rates gradually starting last year. 
last March. Had they done that, the inflation rate would be about half what it is today. Now, what? why do I say that? Well, we measure inflation best by the consumer price index. Uh, typically, before the pandemic, the consumer price index goes up one-tenth, maybe two-tenths of a percent per month, but does that for all 12 months. It's up about 2% two, 2 a year. So it normally right. goes up one or two-tenths percent a month. Last January 2021, CPI went up three-tenths of a percent. February, it went up four-tenths of a percent. March, it went up six-tenths of a percent. And April, it went up eight-tenths of a percent. Clearly, we had an inflationary problem back then. The Federal Reserve decided not to do anything. In fact, they said, don't worry, it's temporary. Uh, what was the word they used? Transitory inflation right. and it'll go away. So those four reasons are what caused in inflation. Now, people say, well, it's due to supply chain problems. That's not exactly true. Why do I say that? The economy, as of last July 2021, the economy was producing at the same rate as before the pandemic. So in total, we have enough supply. Yes, there's shortages in some markets, and yes, the computer chips cause a shortage of automobiles, and yeah, there's shortages in some markets. But overall, that's not contributing significantly to inflation. It's those four reasons that I gave. And then I said, it's easy to fix. All you have to do is reverse the uh, energy policy that Biden uh, put in, stop right. handing out Stop handing out free money to people. Stop spending money we don't have. Biden says, well, I brought the deficit down. He's still spending $1.4 more this year than we're bringing in in tax re revenue. That deficit should be brought way down. And the Federal Reserve has finally started to raise interest rates because they waited so long. They're going to have to raise them so much uh, and so quickly that it's likely to bring on a very serious problem, and that problem is stagflation. What's stagflation? You have inflation with a stagnant or a not-growing economy. We may already be in a recession. The first quarter of this year, GDP had negative growth of 1.5%. Most economists think the second quarter will be somewhat positive. Most are saying the 2 to 3% range, but that's what they said last quarter, too. So if they're wrong and GDP is negative, you'll have two successive quarters of negative GDP. That's the classic definition of a recession. So now we have a stagnant economy with inflation. We're in the middle of stagflation, and it looks like it's going to be tough to get out of it. That's the worst of all conditions. You say businesses' self-interest is maximum profit. Consumer self-interest is lowest prices. And you're talking Absolutely. about gas prices. Business is not profitable at uh, $4 a gallon for 100 gallons. The consumer wants more than 100 gallons, and that's there you got it. Now, you're talking about uh, the gas, the canceled leases. Keystone XL Pipeline will produce 860,000 barrels a day. Plus, they cut off all the other production. We were energy independent. Now, so Biden blamed Putin. They produce only 8% of our oil. Most of it goes to China. Most of it goes to India. He blames yeah. everybody by his own policies, doesn't he? That's exactly right. It's really his policies that have caused this problem, and his policies can reverse it. 
Look, the Putin uh, invading U- Ukraine and the Western countries saying we're not buying any more of their oil, that has very little impact on oil prices. Why? Because all of their oils is now a little lower price. China and India, as you mentioned, are buying all of it. So right. worldwide supply is about the same as it, it was before the uh, invasion. The reason gas prices are so high is there's excess demand in the economy. People have money to pay these prices. Look, everybody complains gas is up over $5 a gallon. This is ridiculous. But they're paying the prices. And as long as they keep paying it, those prices will continue to go up. At some point, well, with, with the COVID, people were locked in. Without the COVID, exactly. they won't go somewhere, Dr. Bustler. We know that. We all want to get out and go somewhere. You can't go very far with the prices, but they want to. So, And then summertime anyway, people want to get out. They're tired of being pent up, aren't they? They're absolutely right. So all, all that's true, but as long as the consumers, and consumers have plenty of money to spend because the federal government handed out free money to everybody in the last two years. The average family of four, whether they were negatively impacted by the virus or not, got over $11,000 in free money from the government. Most of that money was saved. Most was saved, and now they can go out and spend it. They say, well, the gas prices are high. I'll just have to draw out some, some of my savings. Now we're to the point where most of that savings has been drawn out, and people are really going to start to feel this inflation now. Well, Biden was yelling at people like you, don't talk about this overspending. We're not so overspending. We're actually uh, drawing down the deficit. That isn't true, is it? it it's not true. He says, look, I, the deficit was $3 trillion last year. I'm only going to have a deficit of $1.4 trillion this year. Look how much I brought it down. The $1.4 trillion is the third highest deficit ever. We huh. shouldn't. When you have rapid inflation, you can't have deficit spending. He should get that budget down to being close to balance. That would help bring the inflation problems down. I think the budget was only balanced one time, and that was under Bill Clinton, wasn't it? Back in the late 90s. That's absolutely right. Right. Now, Biden uh, spoke before the AFL-CIO. We'll talk about that when we return. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no-fee-for-life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Now, Dr. Michael Bustle wrote an easy-to-understand explanation, just a matter of three or four pages, for high inflation and how to fix it. Can't anybody in Washington read this? It's easy to fix. It isn't that complicated. This really isn't rocket science. Did none of the people take even an elementary uh, economics course 
Why can't they see this, Dr. Bustler? I would think they could. Now, Biden spoke uh, before a slam Wall Street defends the economy. I love this article. Now, you just wrote that. Uh, and in that, you talk about the AFL-CIO meeting in Philadelphia. Uh, Dr. Bustler, you wrote an easy-to-understand explanation of high inflation, how to fix it. Yeah. Are none of the people there, they could read that. It's very simple. I could understand it. You made it understandable for even the dumbest non-economists to understand it. It seems like these people should know that. Of course, you had Janet Yellen saying she made a mistake. That was the first time I heard anybody in the administration take credit for making a mistake. But it's not it's not rocket science, is it? You wrote it very simply in about three pages what to do. You know, uh, it is very simple what to do. The pro- and there, Biden's economists know this. The problem is, their their goals of their policies, their goals should be, uh, the economic goal should be to have price stability, that is low inflation, full employment, low unemployment, and growth. Instead, their goals are to cure real or perceived social injustices. It's injustice CEOs make more than everybody else. It's injustice everybody doesn't have health care. It's injustice that students borrowed money and have to pay it back. It's injustice some people can't afford daycare. They're more concerned with curing those social, real or perceived social injustices and fixing climate change immediately than they are with these economic goals. So Janet Yellen knew when Biden was passing this American Rescue Plan and the infrastructure plan, she knew that this would overstimulate the economy, but she wanted it to go through because it helped with these social problems and it had provisions in there to fix climate change. She felt that the climate change and the social issues were more important and maybe the uh, inflation wouldn't be so bad. Now, eventually she admitted that she's wrong. Look, even Larry Summers, Larry Summers was... um, uh, Secretary of the Treasury under Clinton, uh, Chief Economic Advisor to um, Obama. He was president of Harvard, a very progressive economist. Even he said back then, all of this spending will overstimulate the economy and lead to inflation. And now he's saying, as a result of all this, we're going to have a recession. So even his uh, own advisors knew this. However, the ones that are closest to Biden said, let's worry, let's concentrate on the social changes and the climate issues, and we'll deal with the economy later. And this is what's happened. I'm really getting tired of hearing him blame Putin, blaming the companies, blaming everybody but himself. I've always hated people that wouldn't take responsibility. Stand up like a man and take responsibility. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. 
Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Dr. Bustler just wrote an article. It's available at townhall.com. Biden slams Wall Street, defends the economy. In that article, and I heard what he said live, he sounded like an old man yelling, get out of my yard. This was the most ridiculous I've ever heard. He said, our work isn't done. America still has a chance to make a choice between a government by the few, for the few, or a government for all of us, democracy for all of us an economy where all of us have a fair shot and a chance to earn our place in the economy. He's doing just the opposite. It's an economy for the elites. That's exactly what he's putting in, isn't it? That's exactly right. What he should be doing, instead of taking money, uh, income away from people that earned it and give it to people who, for whatever reason, haven't earned it, he should give what the prior administration did. They said, we're going to provide opportunity. Instead of giving people free stuff, we're going to provide opportunity so people can earn enough money to buy their own stuff. And that's really how you get a fair chance for, for um, everyone. Instead, what Biden w- what wants to do, he has programs that favor uh, higher income earners, even though he says he wants to raise taxes on the uh, wealthy. His programs are such that they'll slow down economic Activity And when you slow economic activity, the ones that lose out the most are the lower-income people. Um, Absolutely. Right. What the last administration did, they tried to stimulate, and they did. They stimulated the economy. There was plenty of opportunity for everybody. The poverty rate hit record lows. Real wages were increasing. Had the inflation rate in 2020, the inflation rate was down to less than 1.5%. Um, so if somebody got even a 3% raise, at least that's ahead of inflation, so you really got a raise. You know, today people are getting 5% raises, but inflation's 8.5%. So you're in real terms, you're, you're falling uh, behind. What he needs For, to do Further is not- behind, yeah. You, uh, it's, it's sort of like Alice in Wonderland uh, falling further and further behind. Yeah. He, he's also said wall street didn't build this country. The middle class built the country. Well, but wall street provided a lot of the income for it. And I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. Well, it isn't for the better Joe Biden. It isn't for the better, the changing the lives. This is, and then in the article, you said deficit would shrink dramatically to $1.036 trillion for fiscal year 2022 from $2.775 trillion last year. So if you borrowed $2,775 on your credit card last year, and this year you only borrowed uh, $1,036, that doesn't mean that you are you shrank the amount of your deficit, but you're still borrowing money you don't have. Am I correct? That's, exact, that's exactly the the, the point. You're borrowing money that you don't have, uh, and since we don't have it, the government has to sell 10 or 20-year bonds to get the money, 
and they have no intention and no program in place to ever pay any of that money back. So what happens? The bond matures in 10 or 20 years. They don't have money to pay it back. They sell new bonds to pay back the old bonds, and they roll over the debt. As a result of that, the public debt is now authorized to go up to $31.5 trillion. They say, well, is that a problem? Yeah, how does that compare to the GDP of the country? That's exactly what I was going to say. That's exactly what I was going to say. So most economists will tell you if you keep the public debt less than one year's GDP, you're okay. If it gets above one year's GDP, you have a problem. This year's GDP will be about $22.5 trillion. We're way wow. above that. Way above that. Now, That's thir- thir- over 30%, 30% higher than GDP. Exactly. So that creates two problems. One, the interest expense on the debt this year will be about $400 billion. Now, all of that debt we have has been taken out when interest rates are 1, 1.5%. As that gets rolled over and, t- and interest rates are now 25 3%, you've just doubled your interest expense. So now you're up to $800 billion, and if you keep going, adding more debt, you're looking at a $1 trillion annual interest expense. That's a trillion dollars that can't be used for good government programs, a trillion dollars that taxpayers are going to have to pay every year. That's the first problem. The second problem is you pull that much, the federal government pulls that much money out of capital markets, there may not be enough capital left over for business when they go to expand. Well, if the government's pumping up demand, they hope business expands to meet the demand and the economy grows. But in order for business to expand, they need two inputs, labor and capital. We already have a labor shortage. If you create a capital shortage by borrowing all this money and taking it out of capital markets, now business can expand. Well, if they can't expand, the only way to respond to high demand is to increase prices. That'll tend to stagnate the economy and tend to cause more inflation. I think one of the problems we have is women out of the workforce right now because a lot of them can't afford babysitters to stay home. They can't afford the gas to go to work. This is becoming a problem. So a lot of companies, uh, stores and uh, fast food restaurants, and a lot of the companies that uh, certainly depend on a lot of the women working and other places uh, and nurses, you've got that nursing shortage in the nursing homes. And when you look at all that, Women are leaving the workforce because they can't afford to go to work. And if that's happening, then uh, that is one of the reasons that they can't get workers. I think that's a major point. A major point. It is. A, it is an issue, but business will figure it out. <laughs> Just let the marketplace work. Business will figure this this out. If they have employees that they're having trouble coming back to work because there's no daycare, you'll see companies right. opening up their own daycare. And if people can't get to work because they can't, can't afford gas, they'll figure out how to carpool with some of the other workers to, to uh, come Good. to work. In other, in other words, it's going to be a new normal where we've got to be uh, uh, entrepreneurs and we've got to come up with uh, solutions that are viable, right? Exactly. Let the marketplace work. People will figure this stuff out. Stop handing out free money to people. Let people figure out what these problems are and they'll figure them out themselves. It's like the you don't go to the person who created the problem to solve it necessarily. In this case, they have no interest in solving it. Do they want to put everybody, uh, away, uh, everybody 
uh, beholding to the government? Is that the purpose of the socialism that they're bringing in? I certainly hope not, but it looks that way. They want people to become uh, dependent, dependent on government. Right. Exactly, right. dependent on government. And what made this country great is we encouraged individual freedom and individual responsibility. Instead, of, they're trying to replace that by limiting individual freedom and replacing individual responsibility with social responsibility. Everybody they, can take care of themselves if you give them the opportunity. And individual entrepreneurship, where the individual exactly. can create something, and once you create it, you own it. There's a pride in ownership. When I see all these businesses out of business, those are people's dreams that have closed down. Exactly right. Let that entrepreneurial spirit, let it go, and it will uh, turn out to be better for the, each individual and better for the country as a whole. Dr. Bustler, the stock market is yeah. down 860 points, bang, 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 three days in a row. Uh, that is uh, a lot of money for it to drop. It's the largest drop that I've ever seen, I think, in continuous drop. We are almost to a free fall in the stock market. It's probably going to go down about 20%. What do you think? Yeah, so um, the stock market is saying, look, look, somebody is what somebody is willing to pay for a share of stock depends on their expectations of future earnings. Do you think right. the economy is growing, corporations are going to be more profitable? You pay more. If you think we're in a recession and possibly a stagflation, Two, corporate profits are going to suffer, and as a result, you're willing to pay less for a share of stock. Investors are saying they think going forward that we will be in a recession, if not right now, uh, clearly by the, the end of the year, and they expect corporate profits to fall in the future. It's very difficult to predict the uh, stock market, and there are a lot of experts out there that, that do. But it looks to me, when people ask me in the beginning of the year, um, what I thought about the stock market, I said the very best is it, it stays flat. Now, as the year goes on, I, I'm, I'm going to change that and say it's uh, definitely definitely gone down here. And as interest rates go up, people say, well, look at high, how much interest I can get in the bond market. I don't have to take a chance with stocks anymore. They'll pull out of the stock market. That will further depress uh, stock prices. Well, and then bonds are going to keep going up, so you don't want to be into bonds. You might be locked in something that's not good. Uh, Biden slamming Wall Street is exactly the wrong thing to do, I think. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, Wall Street just looks for opportunities. They provide their capital, and they're look, they're motivated by profit. Um, and he, he, he talks about price gouging. There's no, price, there's no such thing as price gouging. Um, anybody who sells a product charges what the market will bear at, at any time. Right. Because there's so much demand in the, the market, people are willing to pay more for gas. They only have a limited supply, thanks to Biden reducing the supply. That's what's driving up gas prices. You can't tell company, lower your price. If you, if you try to tell them to lower their prices, you're going to end up with a shortage of the, the uh, product. So let the right. market do what it does. Let people react to the the market and stop blaming everybody and look in the mirror is what I'd say to President Biden. Well, it's the companies, don't you know? And it's Putin. And it's a war with uh, the Ukraine. If he hadn't invaded, we'd all be okay. 
I mean, you don't understand this, Dr. Bussler. You're you're a professor of economics, and Biden understands this. It's insanity. I mean, your first year student would understand this, wouldn't they? Absolutely, absolutely. As I said, <laughs> he's not con- concerned with economics. He's more concerned with social goals and climate change. Well, a lot of people are getting very nervous. Uh, I mean, they're nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs because they're losing their IRA. They're losing all that they have invested, all that they've saved. A penny saved is a penny lost right now. Ben Franklin yeah. be turning over on that one because uh, people have been very good at saving in their country, and especially a lot of the older people on fixed incomes. Now they're watching what they've saved being dissipated by 8.6%, losing 8.6%. If you live in Phoenix like I do, it's over 11%. So it's really even worse here. But the situation is when you you can't afford that big a hit on your money that you want to last you the rest of your days, uh, what are people to do? I think one answer is you can invest in gold and silver because it's been a traditional hedge, but it hasn't been going up a whole lot lately. Uh, the, the cryptos, they're dying. There's really nowhere to go. Is there? I would, I told people in the beginning of the year, I would hold cash. You're not going to get much on it, but you're not going to lose anything. I would hold cash this, this year. Stocks are not going to go up. Um, as interest rates go up, bond prices go down. So bonds aren't going to go up. The cryptocurrencies, all these uh, ETFs and things, I don't see any market for them either. Um, unfortunately, the best thing you can do now, I think, is hold cash, even if it breaks even. Ah, uh, in other words, don't invest in anything and watch your money go down a little, 10, 20 percent. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, it's better in nominal terms. It's better to have the same amount you started with rather than invest it somewhere and have less than what you started with. But with the inflation, you don't have what you started with. No, I say in nominal terms, you do. In real terms, you're, you're losing. But um, if you invested in something that loses value, you lose both nominal and real terms. The government wants inflation because they can pay back with less expensive dollars, right? Um, I hope that's not their reason, but that's logical, yes. <laughs> so what is their reason for? Now, I can picture their reason for wanting gas to go away because they figured the Green New Deal and they want the electric, which is also not working. I know Senator Stabenow of Michigan said, I drove all the way from Michigan to uh, Washington and I passed up all these gas stations. Well, the fact of the matter is the uh, reliance on that, you've got a number of problems, is one, it takes you, you've got to stop for about three hours to get refueled with electricity if you can find a place. Number two, if it stops on the road, you're dead. If it's wintertime, you're going to have trouble. And then the battery, when it goes out, it's about $10,000 just to replace the battery. I mean, people can't afford electric, I don't think. It's not, not no. reliable as gas and no. oil. No, it, it, the technology is not here yet. The price is, is too high. The average consumer uh, can't afford it. Look, eventually we're going to transition into stuff like this. But you got to let the market do it and let it take time. We didn't go from horse and buggy to a car overnight. things take time so just let the market work it out stop trying to force things on the market that people really don't want and things would work out much much better well i got solar in arizona i can tell you why because we have a sun about 300 and 
30 days out of the year. And uh, it was a hedge against uh, the price of uh, uh, electricity going up. So it was viable here. It worked here. Now, if I lived in Minnesota or somewhere, I don't think I'd get it because they don't have the same type weather. Exactly. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. This fall, people are going to be driving to the polls. When they drive to the polls, they're going to maybe be stopping off for a bite to eat, maybe going to the grocery on the way, maybe uh, going by a gas station. You see all the prices. People are going to think about that. Can't the administration see that they are destroying not only the country, but their own their own party with this? This is a, a recipe for disaster. What do you think, Dr. Bussler? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Put that there for a minute. Could you just say that again? As this is a recipe for disaster because as they go to the polls, they're going by the gas stations. They're buying food. They're buying this and that. And when they see the prices, they say, I can't live with this. Now, the gas prices have gone up almost triple what they were when uh, President Trump was in office. And there's no end in sight. The man is not changing his plan on producing gas and oil. he It's a very simple thing. He's doing the same thing with the border, keeping the border open. He's done everything that he could possibly do, in my opinion, to destroy the yeah. country. Can't they see that, that they are going to be thrown out just so rapidly it isn't funny? Can't they see yeah, that? Yeah. Well, they certainly should be able to see it. And if you take a look at um, some of uh, the Democratic predecessors, they did see it. They made changes, and it worked out for them. Uh, I think the one who called it best was uh, Bill Clinton. I was just going to say that. Bill Clinton, um, you know, he wanted uh, Hillary Care uh, when he was elected right. in 1992. In 94, uh, he kept with it, and he got shellac. He changed things, and he was able to get reelected. The same thing happened to o- Obama. He put things right. in in 08 between 2010 he got shellacked, and he was able to change. They should learn from that, and if they ha- have any uh, desire not to lose the House and the Senate um, this fall, they should change their policies. They're not going to do that, though. Biden is going to stick to his policies, and I think the Democrats are going to get shellacked. I think the Republicans will get control of both the House and the Senate in the fall, uh, and at least that will put a stop to Biden's 
policies. I don't know what they'll be able to get through because they won't have a veto-proof Congress, um, but uh, at least they'll be able to stop any further actions by Biden. Will this be enough to save us? Um, I certainly hope so, because uh, the way things are going now, we're, we're digging a, we're in, in a very deep hole. You know, normally when you get stuck in a deep hole, the first thing you want to do is stop digging. And right. President Biden doesn't want to stop digging. He, he wants to even dig even further and get us in a deeper hole. If the Republicans get control of Congress, it'll at least put a stop to everything. All he'll be able to do is some things by executive action, uh, which could be bad enough. And you recall that's exactly what Obama did. He said, look, I have a pen. I'll be able to use it. So he started to use executive action to try to carry a lot of these things uh, forward. But at least you're, you're, you're right. People driving to the polls are going to say, uh, look how bad things are. Um, are you better off now than you were two years ago? And every single person has got to say no to uh, that. So I think they're going to be able to vote and uh, they'll exercise their voice at the ballot box, and at least they'll be able to stop some of this nonsense from going forward. Let's hope. Let's hope, because we've got to bring our country back. And the other thing that's so scary is that we're at at a war with Ukraine and possibly also with uh, Taiwan. I've never seen a country in this type of position in our entire life. You neither have you. This is this is absolutely incredible that it would happen so rapidly. Did it surprise you how rapidly this came about? It, it, it's almost shocking. I knew this was going to happen. I said it. I told people, if you vote for Biden, these kind of things are going to happen. People didn't right. believe me. A lot of the younger people never understood what what's high inflation. We've never seen high inflation. I said that's what's going to happen if they put these things through. I didn't think he'd be able to do it in such a short time period. But he just pushed this stuff through. When he uh, Democrats got control of both houses of Congress, there was really nothing stopping them. They pushed this through, and uh, you know that coupled with a couple world uh, events uh, put us in this bind that we're in today. All of a sudden, Doctor Bussler, economics has been become the forefront topic and the forefront uh, course for people to take in school. It went from a okay, I'll take an economics course that you know should be interesting to learn about to one that this is something that everyone's looking at now. You've noticed it come up, haven't you? I certainly have. There's a lot more interest now in uh, economics. And I've always said that economics should be taught uh, really at lower levels. Even in high school, people should get some economics to see what all this is about. And they also not just All aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs operated five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today.